A pair of 12-year-old boys made $250,000 during the pandemic. How did they do it? Here's a hint. Not by delivering the morning paper. I'll explain coming up. Hey, hey, hey! I wanna march my life away. Dance like I'm insane. Don't give a damn what they say. The Daily Detour. Headlines and entertainment on your schedule. Featuring music by our house band, Quickie. And now, your host, Dan Roberts. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. The first story here, this good news for you, actually has a little to do with Christmas, actually a lot to do with Christmas. A pair of 12-year-olds, Ayan and Mickey Navki. Sorry if I, I butchered that name in any way. Mickey is, I've always had trouble saying Mickey. These two 12-year-old brothers uh, out of Connecticut came up with a, a solution to a problem, and maybe you've experienced this problem before. You got your ornaments with the hook, and you put it on the Christmas tree, and sometimes it doesn't even want to hang on the branch the first time. And if you have pets, it might come down anyway because, you know, the cat slaps it with its paw or the, the dog gets it with its tail and uh, it swings like a pendulum and the hook comes loose and psh, ornaments are on the ground. Uh, hopefully still in good condition. But anyway, these brothers thought this is not good. They had it happen to them. Only in their case, the ornament broke. And in that moment, that accidental moment, that random kind of mundane moment, the brothers had an epiphany. They came up with an idea, a solution for that, which is the ornament anchor is what they call it. Not simply a hook. This one latches. And they kind of designed a prototype for a school project. And suddenly they were swarmed with parents and teachers and they knew this was going to be a thing. And so they turned their little invention, their ornament anchor into a business, a business that was featured on Good Morning America and QVC sold the product and they made $250,000 during the pandemic. And not only are they smart enough to do that, but they're also generous, uh, donating 10% of all profits to local animal shelters. Once they figured out that they they had a good business idea here, Aeon uh, said, my brother and I worked together to design the product, patent it, create an awesome website, calculate profit margins, and did our own market analysis. We did everything to the point where every month was Christmas. Now, you remember when you were 12 years old and you were calculating profit margins and patenting things and doing market analysis, don't you? What 12-year-old didn't spend their days doing that? Anyway, bright kids, and at this rate, 250 grand, if they can keep that up, they can be retired maybe. by If they invest well, they can be retired by the time they finish high school or college at least. But that's one of those products that could become the new standard. It's never the glamorous things. It's just you got to find a problem and solve it. That's how you make your money. That's how you make your fortune. Not speaking from experience, I've solved nobody's problem. <laughs> but I love that. And they're really into their animal shelter uh, donations too. They, they said that their goal is to help as many animals in need as they can. So really, they're solving two problems. That's your good news right there. Always like to start the podcast episode with good news. If this is your first time listening, now you know. And I have some fun interviews lined up for you this week. Uh, My friend John will be back with another installment of Seemed Like a Good Idea at the Time. And this time it involves a sledding accident. That's all I'll say. And then later on in the week, I've got a listener popping on for an episode or two. And she's got some some fun stories to tell. Plus, I'll just throw some, uh, some topics her way and get her reaction. I just heard the toaster oven. I think my breakfast burrito is ready. But yeah, if you're uh, staying in, if you're sequestered, if you're quarantined, or if you are taking to the road this week, 
Just remember that new episodes are dropping all week long, so we can keep you company, keep you informed, keep you entertained, even on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Speaking of informed and entertained, we'll hit part of that right now with some headlines. Well, you might have been nervous it wouldn't happen, but last night Congress struck a deal to provide $900 billion in aid. Democrats and Republicans say they have an agreement and it will be effective immediately. This is the first significant infusion of federal dollars into the economy since April. And it's only half the size of that package, but it is still one of the largest relief packages in modern history. And if you are on unemployment right now, it should give you an extra $300 a week for 11 weeks. Of course, I know something about this. Got to make sure you check all the right boxes. And I'm sure you have to, you know, apply for that extra $300 a week at least once. So make sure you dot your I's, cross your T's, and check all those boxes. Also, an extra $600 per taxpayer should be going out to millions of uh, American adults as well, at least if you make less than $75,000 as an individual. So that's good news. I, I hope that I qualify for that extra $300 a week. It lapsed over the summer, so couldn't even apply for it. And it would really help keep the lights on, uh, keep us warm, put food on the table and support my Funko Pop habit. But that's no, that's on hold. That's on hold for a little bit. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Google it. Other news for you. uh, The next phase of the vaccine should go to people over 75. A federal advisory panel recommends 75 and older, plus essential workers like firefighters, teachers and grocery store workers. That's who they recommend are next in line for COVID-19 shots after the nursing homes after the frontline medical workers. Can't really argue with that. And, you know, if I could, I'd throw you a parade, frankly, because not only do you deserve the vaccine, but you deserve a big thank you from all of us. And we'll get to entertainment news after this important announcement. There are no microchips in the coronavirus vaccine. That is a load off my mind. Apparently, some people think there are microchips in the coronavirus vaccine, but it's misinformation. (laughs) You think? I'm looking at the recipe right here. I'm looking at the ingredients. There's 10 of them, and none of them say microchip. There's not even a synonym for microchip. There's not a euphemism for microchip. The idea that there's a microchip in your coronavirus vaccine is fake news. Because there are no microchips in the Pfizer vaccine or the Moderna vaccine. They're in the air that we breathe. That's where the microchips are. No, I'm just seeing if you're paying attention. They're not in the air we breathe either. They were embedded in us at birth. Ariana Grande has become engaged. She's now, she's soon to be Mrs. Dalton Gomez. This is not Ariana's first engagement, uh, but hopefully it will be her last one. She was briefly engaged to Pete Davidson just before everything went and fell apart. Uh, But now she has a ring on the finger. You know the one. No, not that one. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, And she has announced her engagement to Dalton Gomez. She posted a picture of the ring on her Instagram, and it looks, it's about the size. How can I, it is shiny and sparkly like a disco ball, and uh, almost as big, about the size of a cement block. In fact, they're already worried about carpal tunnel uh, from the ring. Anyway, congratulations to the happy couple. Now, uh, oddly, coincidentally, I stumbled upon uh, this little fun fact, if indeed it is fun Or a fact. I don't know. I don't know if it's either, really. Uh, But here's a piece of trivia for you. In 2019, Ariana Grande got the Japanese characters tattooed on her palm that she believed to be a translation of the English phrase, 
Seven Rings, which is the title of a song uh, that she did a year or so ago. The one that borrows from uh, my favorite things, from The Sound of Music. So this is the problem with getting tattoos in characters of some other, you know, foreign language. She thought it meant seven rings. What it actually translated to, if we're to believe this article, is small charcoal grill. And then she went in to get alterations made to the tattoo because she was horrified. And uh, so they fixed it right up, right? They corrected the problem. Don't you think? No! They had even more fun with her, I guess, because now her tattoo says Japanese barbecue grill finger. I guess the point being, you can't trust your translator, even if they're a close friend. <laughs> Just learn the language yourself before you get the tattoo. That's probably your safest way to get a tattoo like that. Now, as I've mentioned before on this podcast, uh, the Wonder Woman movie comes out later this week. Christmas Day, you'll be able to watch Wonder Woman in your home or in the theater, depending on if you have HBO Max or if you have a theater near you that's open. But it did get a theatrical release overseas, and even though the reviews have been pretty kind to it, uh, it did not do well, at least in China. I'm assuming this is because the audience already owned a bootleg copy from its original release date. You see, because it's a problem with the bootlegging between China and the United States. Pop superstar Pink, looking back on 2020 with a sense of humor, which is good because she's she's been through the ringer, as many of us have. She and her three-year-old son, Jameson, tested positive for coronavirus earlier in the year. She called the experience the most physically and emotionally challenging thing she's ever gone through as a mother. And now she's fractured her ankle. Pink, who's not just a great singer, but is almost a circus performer. You know, she does the high wire stuff uh, up above the audience. She fractured her ankle. I mean, if Pink can fracture her ankle, anyone can. What hope is there for the rest of us? She's in good shape. She knows what she was doing. It's kind of sweet, though. She was running to see the Christmas star. You know, the two planets aligning, uh, which is happening this week. Like your best view of it. And she was running down the stairs to see if she could catch a glimpse, and she fractured her ankle. But again, maintaining a sense of humor, she says for her next feat, she's going to climb inside a raw chicken and see if she can check out what salmonella's like. 2020, the gift that keeps on giving. All right, my friend Lou Trey is the leader of the band Quickie. We've been through a lot of stuff over the years, back in my Seattle days especially, shooting music videos, a lot of live shows, a lot of posting flyers and smelly bars. And uh, even set a world record for one of uh, the stunts. Got a lot of media play, too. Even uh, made uh, the headlines behind the Iron Curtain. Anyway, I've been playing one of their songs for the holidays that uh, all I want for Christmas is a ho-ho-ho. Today, you'll get the story behind the video, which was shot during SantaCon. I don't know if you're familiar with SantaCon, but you'll learn about that. So without further ado, here's me and Lou. Welcome to the Daily Detour podcast once again. Listeners are very familiar with you, Lou, because, you know, your music is like, the, we have the theme song, uh, which is uh, Mash My Life Away. Is, I don't even know if you know that. I heard it the last time, yeah. I was okay. excited Oh, that's it. Oh, that's right. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. You've got some new stuff you're working on, so I want to get into that. But also, I just wanted to talk about your Christmas song in that day that we shot the video with SantaCon, which I guess we'll just dig in because... First of all, I'd never heard of SantaCon prior to that. And so right. I'm wondering if you got the idea for the video from SantaCon or if you had it already in your head and SantaCon just kind of cosmically dropped in your lap. Like, where did this idea come from? You know what? I can't even remember. I believe that there was some intent 
that that I knew SantaCon was happening, and I had seen uh, images of SantaCon before, but we had permission to record the video at uh, what was that Ravens Pub? In that sounds Eastern. right. Yeah. And um, so you know we had to go with where we were allowed to uh, record, and I, I don't know. I think it all worked out. I I, I think it was. I mean, honestly, I think it was better than I thought because there's so many interesting <laughs> characters. And I mean, oh, yeah. oh, for people that don't know what SantaCon is, it's just it, it's it, it happens all over the globe, probably definitely the U.S. And it's just an excuse really for large groups of people to dress up like Santa Claus. Occasionally there's a Mrs. Claus or something, but usually yeah. even the women are Santa Clauses and just get tossed, just get drunk right. and rowdy. Right. And so what a perfect setting for a rock video. <laughs> it was, I know. I didn't have to, we didn't have to prime anybody. Everybody was all in when yeah. we got there. It was crazy. That was fun. That was really fun. It was super fun. The other thing that I remember about it uh, is that you had purchased a Santa suit for me to wear to be a drunk Santa in the video. And it was made of the cheapest uh, material ever. And it, it's Seattle, so it was raining, of course, because why wouldn't it be? It was December, I assume. It was either late November or early December, and it was raining. And the, <laughs> the costume started disintegrating what? on me. What, did yeah. you get a paper mache costume? It could have been paper, honestly. <laughs> Because, but but it, was, it wasn't like paper mache. It definitely felt like fabric, but it was very flimsy. Uh, maybe, just, maybe I got the wrong size. That's what it maybe is. Maybe it was a size issue. Yeah. <laughs> At the time, Santa of... was a little thinner than me. <laughs> <laughs> the, there probably wasn't a lot to select from. If I really had thought back, if you think of like at that time, there probably I probably brought bought it that week, and yeah. uh, you know, yeah. it was. Well, let's be honest. Yeah. When are you going to use it again? Like, you don't want to invest a ton of money in a Santa yeah, suit unless exactly. you're committed to a particular lifestyle right exactly <laughs> do you want to that'd look at the video sure that'd be great i love that Oh, 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 just a candy can on the mistletoe. I 
the reindeer costumes were a surprise to me the day of. And then, like, there were other videos that I was more involved with, like, after the fact and post. And this one I really wasn't. So the the open and close were uh, a, a cool surprise to me. The slow motion, you know, the tough guy slow motion walk dressed in reindeer costumes. Yeah. And then the, the end of it with the, I don't know what that is, Jingle Belly, ice cream truck sounding melody of your song played yeah. over the, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's probably what it should sound like after so many beers, right? That should be, that's that's really the whole thing. And then, you know, three reindeer walking down the avenue with attitude. That's kind of hard to pull off in November or whenever we did that. Yeah. The other thing is, not that it's a difficult song to learn, but mm-hmm. you had the permission of Raven's Pub to be there. But I don't know that all those people knew that we were going to be there and, and knew that they were going to sing along to something, but they were game to do it. But mm-hmm. even though it's simple, the idea that you convinced an entire bar full of people who'd already been bar hopping to like, exactly. oh yeah, we'll be on camera, we'll sing your song. And it looks, it just looks legit. It looks like there was a casting call. And it, it was, was like, we, we need Santas in, in mass and we need you to learn these lyrics. It was awesome. Obviously we had to do some stuff in post because, you know, when they've had a couple drinks, not everybody's, meter is exactly the same you know the the uh but we made it look as as fun as possible and and as close as possible i i forget how quick that song just kind of when i watch the video and you kind of it's kind of slowly go into it but the song kind of comes out and kind of smacks you in the face right away i I forgot i I was like oh my gosh i believe the song like if you go to itunes or cd baby and buy the song I believe that song is just under a minute and 20 seconds. I think you're right. The video is actually longer with all the extra goodies, the Easter eggs. Yeah, We made it the length of a real pop song with a video. (laughs) I also dug this up. Uh, This was just me kind of posting about SantaCon using some of that footage from that day. Welcome to a cold and wet December 10th in the U District, where Seattle's best and brightest come together to get their Santa on. What do you think? This is awesome. <laughs> so I'm told it gets even bigger after this. December 17th, Sanarchy, if you feel like you've missed out today. That was better than I remember. Yeah, that was cool. The It's kind of like the wild track there of the, yeah, of the crowd. I- I didn't realize how busy it was. You know, you're up there and you're just kind of dialed in to what you have to try to accomplish and, and you know, try to keep everybody captive for I don't know how long that was. But That's kind of know. it because it's novel for right. a, a couple, probably a couple passes. It's novel. And then <laughs> then after a while, they want to just do their, their, their own thing. That's you know? right. But, you know, walking around and taking some of the videos, uh, uh, some of the characters in there, it's like that one guy at the end that's super kind of creepy looking. <laughs> with his his reindeer mask he was so disturbing i I remember he's really dark but funny and i'm just like oh gosh you know have you been to any other santa cons no i just saw i mean like i was down like i think a fremont one one year when they were going yeah it was busy it was fun you know i didn't go it's still a thing i i wouldn't mind going i don't drink i don't drink anymore you don't drink so we'd end up being somebody's designated driver and that's right that's right. no fun at that scale. <laughs> no. That's that's too much. That's probably one of the better ones. That's really fun. Yeah. So I had a good time. 
So what are you working on now? Oh my gosh. Well, right now I'm doing, um, I'm working on some acoustic stuff, which is some of the old tracks that we've done. And there's a couple new tracks in there um, that we'll, we'll be releasing. I have a, at least an EP of quickie stuff. We kind of go back to some of our punk roots. And I'm also working, I'm doing some vocals for a rock project as well. So I'm, I'm all over the place. A rock project. Yeah. Yeah. A non-quickie project? A non-quickie project, yeah. Wow. Is this yeah. someone else's band or is this the new Lou no Supergroup or something? going to be. I just asked to do certain things and I'm like, okay, I can do that. It's in my wheelhouse. I just have to scream. It's easy. It's easy for you. I, I would lose my voice after one song, after yeah. five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's rock. It's good rock. Do you want to look at this acoustic thing you sent me? Sure. Uh, yeah, you could tease it, I guess. And I'll just play part of it. But uh, this is with, I thought it sounded good. You were all worried about it because this is just like an iPhone setup, up, yeah. a tripod or something. No line in, but it, no. sounds, it sounds pretty clean. Like the vocals stand out. So here's a little bit of uh, that. I only want you to want me I think it's cool. I think like if you're into rock and you're into up tempo and I am, that's great. But uh, you can reach maybe a broader audience when you when you unplug and and do some acoustic stuff, you know, because they're all very poppy, well crafted mm-hmm. songs. Well, thank you. I mean, sometimes there's some lyrics worth listening to. So, <laughs> I mean, sometimes. I mean. All right, dude. Thanks so much. Thanks. Nice to see you. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. By the way, there is now a Daily Detour YouTube channel. It is sparse, but entertaining. We'll fill it up. We'll fill it up over the next year. But there's more to that interview, kind of a deep dive, very inside baseball. But you might like it if you're a musician or whatever, or you're just curious. Want to see what Lou looks like? Want to see what I look like? It's all up there on YouTube, Daily Detour Podcast. Take a look at the All I Want for Christmas is a Ho 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 video right there. It's built into the interview. And take a look at some of my uh, random SantaCon footage. Thanks for hanging. Have a great week. If you're traveling, take me with you. I'm Not literally. I mean, like, download the podcast. Listen to it when you can. It'll keep you company. It'll keep you amused, I hope. And uh, we'll make sure it's very Christmassy for you on the 24th and the 25th. Wherever you are, whatever you're celebrating, happy holidays. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you next episode. You've been listening to The Daily Detour, a production of Basic Bits, LLC, hosted by Dan Roberts, music by Quickie, and I'm your announcer, Libet Wolf. New episodes drop Monday through Friday. Subscribe now so you never miss a moment, and we'll chat with you next time. Hey!